0: What is going on, everybody? Today is Wednesday, January the 15th. This is episode 38 of Tell Me What You Know. I was just saying, it feels like it's been a while since we've been in the recording studio. We've missed you guys. Yeah, we Sorry. have. But it's only been, I mean, we had an episode last week, but we recorded Sunday before. We recorded two before. Ago, yeah. No, it was just a week before, but it just seems like all we didn't right. record it all during last week.
1: Oh, that's right. We've recorded two in December. And now we're
0: getting to yeah. Wednesday. It's been like eight
1: days. It's been a little while. Yeah. Happy to be here.
0: Very happy to be here.
1: 2020 is off to a uh, start.
0: It is. It is. It's going. Uh, I just saw... I got some good news for the memers out there. Mm. For all those memers and hilarious Twitter users. I saw that Twitter's playing around with the idea of adding tipping on tweets.
1: I saw this. Why?
0: I mean, you can already, I guess, give money to like charitable causes and stuff through Twitter. They have that set up with Square, I think. So... I don't know. I mean, maybe somebody puts a funny tweet up there and you think it's worthy of a couple bucks.
1: Well, so we've done some work with this company called Good World. You know why it is, actually? Keep going. Sorry. This company, Good World, uses a hashtag that you can do hashtag at a... Mm -hmm. Hashtag a subject... Uh, that that this charity comes up with at that charity in a dollar amount and it like automatically starts the process It will like immediately respond to you with a link that you can fulfill your donation.
0: Here's why they're doing this. Well, first of all, Twitter has said they're not doing this, but these are just reports coming out of people that are close to Twitter. So who knows? Yeah. But here's why I would think they're doing this. You see a tweet go viral. What's the next thing you see in that thread? Somebody promoting their SoundCloud, somebody giving out their Venmo, their Cash App, that kind of thing. Why Mm -hmm. not keep it all in Mm. Twitter's realm right
1: yeah but I mean how do you think people ever really follow up on following people's SoundCloud after it's like oh I did a funny tweet and now I'm getting all this attention might as well just drop my SoundCloud thing in here
0: I don't know I mean I mean you maybe. see people go to like a, a, a tailgate and hold up a sign like I need more money for Bush Light here's my Venmo and the guy gets a million dollars yeah <laughs> people no. just give out money I feel like it's why not us it's crazy it's crazy town why not us uh, you got anything you want to cover or should we just
1: hop uh, into it? Let's go into it.
0: All right. Second topic of 2020. Mm. Michael, tell me what you know about the spelling bee. Ooh.
1: The Scripps National Spelling Bee? Correct. Other than the fact it's a comp- an annual competition. Yeah. Uh, I used to watch it a lot more when I was younger. Okay. Uh, but now I know it's, like, it's grown a lot more on ESPN.
0: Did you ever like, make it in the spelling bee world? No. No? Not even in like elementary school? No. In fact, school. my
1: sister, she intentionally missed a word so she could get out of it. Megan. Anti-nerd. Yeah. She was like, I'm going to be that smart. <laughs> I'm going to
0: smoke cigarettes behind the gym. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was never really uh, a good speller, I guess. I mean, I'm fine. you're more I'm a, okay. I think I'm not like a good speller or bad speller.
0: For you, it's like telling, not spelling? Something. <laughs> I guess, I mean... You're a decent speller. I'm a decent speller. Okay, but I'm not going to win competitions. competitions. We're going to see about that today. Oh
1: crap! <laughs>
0: so what is it?
1: I love the origins of the word and yes. like the, the questions that the kids can ask. That's always fun. Go ahead.
0: So what is the spelling bee? Well, it's a competition where contestants are asked to spell a broad selection of words, and these words usually get harder, harder and harder as the competition progresses. Mm-hmm. The concept originated in the United States. And I found it interesting that because most languages are super phonetic, it really only works in English-speaking countries. If you think about the Spanish language, I mean, I, I can't speak for Arabic or, like, anything like that. that uses a Cyrillic alphabet or Russian or whatever. Right. But, span, like, all the Romance languages, I feel like the, the, the letters in those languages only have one sound, right? Right. Whereas in English, letters can have... Multiple sounds? Tons of different sounds. Yeah. You have a PH that makes an F sound right you know all that right yeah a g that mm. makes an f sound i never really thought about it but that's yeah. true like g and laugh
1: so like they don't have the spelling B in in those countries they don't they don't spell
0: not that I, well, I don't i just think it'd be pointless right yeah there's only one way to spell a word i feel just like just sound it out yeah you just sound it out yeah huh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right huh. i mean i don't know about you know anything that doesn't use our alphabet yeah i could, I could not tell yeah. you yeah
1: no so. didn't uh, on on game shows last week wasn't it one of the first ones that they did in the 1930s? I
0: think that's it's what like, you said. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. That was two weeks ago. Last week was bird watching. If you've That's right. forgotten, <laughs> two weeks <laughs> which ago, I've gotten a few notes from friends about. Really? <laughs> yes. Nico thought it was hilarious that he goes bird watching. Really? I was like, well, you need to speak to my co-host about this one. Hey, it's a really interesting topic. It is. We're off topic though. Let's get back on it. So that's uh, that's what it is. This next section is called etymology, please. <laughs> 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 so the B in spelling B. Is an alteration of an old English word or a Middle English word. The word is b e n e. I don't know if it's ben or bene or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that word, the definition of that is to vo- like voluntarily help uh, your neighbors towards like the accomplishment of a certain task, right? So you would have uh, a quilting bee, which I guess everybody would come together and mm. quilt, but also. You go out and harvest apples together. It's called an apple bee, which happens to be Applebee's. a restaurant. Wow. Yeah, of my favorite restaurant. <laughs> uh, it huh. wasn't always known as a spelling bee, though. Some, some uh, alternate names from before. Trials and spelling. Horrible. Spelling school. Spelling match. Horrible. Spelling fight. Oh. <laughs> spelling. If you, miss,
1: if you miss it, you can <laughs> beat somebody up and stay in. That's
0: not violent enough. You got spelling combat. Oh. And then spell down. Oh, spelled out. Yeah. So going to the history a little bit, spelling bees, uh, or spelling matches, I guess, have been traced back all the way to the early 1800s, 1808. Uh, Noah Webster's spelling books helped get the idea in motion for these competitions. Noah Webster, of course, famous for the Webster's Dictionary. Mm-hmm. Um, and today, the key reference for the contest is Webster's Third uh, New International Dictionary. I thought that was hmm. something worth, worthy, to yeah. noteworthy there.
1: Uh, oh, so that's like the... <clears throat> If the way it's spelled in this book is how we'll accept it. Correct. Okay. And
0: all the study materials that they create are, I guess, are based off of this, the current iteration of the uh-huh. Webster's World Dictionary. Okay. Um, they're So they're popular in grade schools in the 1800s, uh, but typically only local. So like within one school, within one school district, mm-hmm. there was no big national competition. Until 1908. They had the national first ever national spelling bee in Cleveland. A girl named Marie Bolden A local. How do you spell that? B O L D E N. Okay. Now, this is 1908. Marie was a black girl. Oh. It was an all white team from New Orleans, and they were furious. I I, can imagine. This is also a team event, apparently. But, like, to the point where, like, uh, they, like, the superintendent of the New Orleans school had to, like, apologize and all this kind of stuff. Crazy stuff. Huh. Marie Bolden didn't miss a single word. Kicked ass. Wow. Wow. That's right. So which team was she on? She was on the Cleveland team. The Cleveland team. So it was Cleveland, Erie, Pennsylvania, New Orleans. Uh,
1: crap. Do you know how many people were on the team? Like four?
0: I think it was like 10 maybe. Okay. But it was, a, it was a written test. Like Part of it was written. Then each person had to spell four words out loud. And the most, so it went by mistakes, right? The errors would count against your team. How do they do a written test? You, I guess they call out the words and you write them down. Okay. I would imagine.
1: Oh, so it's not a qu- okay. So everyone just has a sheet of paper, right? I would okay. imagine that's what they would go with, right? Submit your answers. Yes. Got it. Right. Got Spell it. Spell fortify. <laughs> it's like, well, there it is, right there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: or maybe you select the correct spelling <laughs> of correct the word.
1: The spe- yeah. Yes. Multiple choice spelling bees. Right.
0: Uh, so yeah, that was the first one in 1908. The United States National Spelling Bee started in 1925, which is what would turn into the script's National Spelling Bee. And so in finally 1941, the Scripps Howard News Service started sponsoring the event, and it is still known as the Scripps National Spelling Bee today. Hmm. Now, we talked about this. Uh, I mentioned a, a voice that you have probably heard before, and that's the voice of Jacques Bailey. Who he's is the, the host. The official pronouncer for the spelling bee. Yeah. Uh, he's not a pronouncer just because of his voice, though. It's not just his voice that gives him, uh, I guess... The gift to be the pronouncer. He uh-huh. was actually a big-time spelling beer. Hmm. Uh, he won the national spelling bee as an eighth grader in 1980, and his winning word was "elucubrate." So, Michael, spell oh, "elucubrate."
1: Elucubrate.
0: Elucubrate. say it one more time. Elucubrate. Uh, d- I, can you, you the, give me an origin? I'll give you a definition. Give me a definition. <laughs> All right. To pro- to produce a written work by working long and diligently.
1: Elucubrate. Elucubrate. Elucubrate.
0: Elucubrate. Qubrate. Elucubrate. There's no R there. <laughs> Elucubrate.
1: Elucubrate. There you go. Elucubrate. Yeah, nailed it.
0: Uh E L. Yes. Oh, I can't tell you. Yeah, that's right so far. All right. E L
1: E U. Uh Elucubrate. Q U E B R A T.
0: Ding. Got it? No, that's Not wrong. The ding, the ding is bad on the spelling ding's bad. Yeah, the is elucubrate is E L U C U B R A T E. Okay, easier than I thought. Yes. Yeah, so that was you. Jacques you really
1: pronounced the the Q there for me. And Il- I, thought, I thought you were trying to give me a little cue. I,
0: I looked it up in <laughs> Webster's dictionary how to how to pronounce the word elucubrate. Uh, elucubrate. Yep. you <laughs> even say it. That's <laughs> right uh so what is the b's purpose right the spelling bee says their purpose is to help students improve their spelling increase vocabularies learn concepts and develop correct english usage that will help them all their lives they don't mean for everybody because not everybody is eligible who is eligible to participate in the spelling bee any idea
1: uh do you have to be a student someplace yes. like, do you have to be a student in high school uh or or low, middle school Under 8th grade? Because I know they keep getting younger and younger.
0: So in general, the program is open to students who have neither turned 16, so 15 or under, uh, nor passed beyond the 8th grade, and who still attend schools that are officially enrolled with the program uh, that current academic year. On their website, they have, I think, 11 different steps. So you cannot have won a National Spelling Bee in the past, right?
1: So you can't be a multi... You can't win twice. Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, the speller has to attend a school that is officially enrolled within the Scripps National Spelling Bee realm. Okay. So you have, like, these schools have to like apply to enroll to these things, and like, you just pay a fee or whatever. Hmm. You cannot have passed beyond the eighth grade on or before August thirty first, twenty nineteen. This is for next year's competition. Uh, you cannot have repeated a grade for the purpose of extending your age for eligibility. <laughs> so you can't like repeat second grade just so that you're a year older when you get to the spelling bee. Right. Which is kind of crazy to have that rule, but I mean. <laughs>
1: Somebody's probably doing it. The Danny Almonte of scripts. somewhere. I mean.
0: Yeah. Uh, So the speller, the speller's parent, legal guardian, school official, blah, blah, blah. They must not have declared to another entity an academic classification higher than eighth grade for any purpose. This is all just kind of bullcrap stuff. Uh, You cannot have earned the legal equivalent of a high school diploma kind of goes without saying.
1: Oh, but you can't just be a younger, like a savant. Right. You know, so guess you're you you're right. can be like 14 and have a Harvard degree. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: you cannot eschew normal school activity. You can't go and be like, I'm not going to do math. I'm I don't only, care about math. I'm, I'm only going to spell. I'm going to spell. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, Got to be
1: well-rounded for scripts.
0: Right. You have to be, you're, you can't be 15 before August 31st, on or before of August 31st of last year. Um. You have to be the champion of a local spelling bee. I know we're kind of carrying on here, but anyway, those are, those are the rules, right? There's a lot of qualifications. <laughs> a lot of qualifications. Yeah. You have to submit certain things, an eligibility form, all that kind of stuff. And uh, you can't have any first, second, or third degree relatives. So that's sibling, parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle, niece, nephew, half-sibling, first cousin, or great-grandparent who are currently employees at E.W. Scripps Company. <laughs> so. Huh. Needless to say, we are not eligible for this.
1: Well, on this, wasn't there a movie about the spelling bee with... um,
0: Just hold your horses. (laughs) We'll get to it. Mm -hmm. All right. We will get to it. Where do these words come from? Well, they come from the book called The Words of Champions. You can get it on Amazon. It's a study resource. It's the official study resource. It's got 4,000 words, I believe.
1: So, it's never possible that you could be given a word to spell that you've never seen before if... You've read all 4,000 words in that book. I believe that's true. It's not like you, it's not like I'm just going to study as many words as I can and hopefully this is the body of work. They give you the body of work that they're choosing from. Correct.
0: Okay. I believe all the Jeopardy questions are out there as well. Oh, really? I think so. Oh. oh well, there's always new stuff coming out, but for the most part. Yeah, maybe that's true. Yeah. Um, so why do these nerds want to do this? Bragging rights, of course. It is kind of fun spelling. Kind <laughs> of, It's kind of fun spelling. I mean, it's fun. Michael, number two, I think it's here on this podcast. I'm, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> We're going to see how fun it is in a little bit. <laughs> there are prizes, though. The third place winner of the B receives a medal and $15,000 cash. The Just... runner-up wins a medal and $25,000 cash. The grand prize, the winner of the Bee gets 50K cash and a Scripps National Spelling Bee engraved trophy, along with $2,500 cash prize from the uh, reference library from Merriam-Webster. But it doesn't stop there. They also get a four hundred dollars or four hundred dollars worth of reference work from Encyclopedia Britannica, including a seventeen sixty eight Encyclopedia Britannica Replica Set and a three year membership to the Britannica Online premium.
1: Throw in a Vitamix uh, I mean <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> but wait, there's more in addition to all the cash prizes, they also go on this. Uh, talk show circuit basically mm-hmm. on Jimmy Kimmel. They go to sports games. They today with re, or whatever Kathy yeah Lee and Hoda yeah. and
1: whatever. Well, I mean ESPN does like full profiles of these kids for the show. Well, so and, the, yeah, and, and they the, almost become they yeah they create like a little persona from it for
0: sure. Yeah, and they've been on ESPN since 2006, I think, and then mm-hmm. recently the finals are cast live on ABC. Um. This past year was kind of a crazy one. They had, for the first time ever, they had eight champions. I call them the Octa Champs. Wait, eight people didn't miss a word. They went head to head for like twenty rounds, didn't miss words. So all eight of them split the prizes. That's like no money. Well, yeah, they each got twenty five hundred dollars from Merriam-Webster. Yeah. Well, Merriam-Webster should up their twenty five hundred dollars. I guess they split the fifty thousand. Yeah. Well, no, like, no,
1: probably the accumulation of the uh, two or right. three. So it would have been so fi- 50, uh, 25, 50, 20 75, yeah. plus 15. 80, 80 grand. 80 or grand. So yeah. they each got 10 grand.
0: Okay. Not bad. All right. Yeah. Uh, 20 Yeah, twenty rounds of, of fierce head-to-head competition. We're going to give them all a shout out here. So you have Erin Howard. She's 14 from Huntsville, Alabama. And her winning word was erysipelas. <sighs> so, Michael, spell <sighs> El- erysipelas. erysipelas. Erysipelas.
1: Yes. A E R O. Okay, we we'll go to the next one. C Y P O L I S. <laughs> Erysipilis.
0: Erysipilis. Uh, here, I'll give you the definition to see if you. you e R. E-R- <laughs> erysipelas is a superficial form of cellulitis, a potentially serious bacterial infection affecting the skin, and it is spelled E R Y S I P E L A S. erysipelas. I should
1: have asked for the definition. It yeah. should has nothing to do with air. I've got has definitions not, for no- all of these. No
0: air, it's a a skin thing. Then you got uh, (laughs) Rashik Gundustri, 13 years old, San Jose, California. His winning word, Auslaut. Auslaut. Yes.
1: Uh, I'm assuming origin is Germany, Auslaut.
0: Sure, I don't have that written down here. It's the final sound in a word or syllable, in position of a sound in a word or syllable.
1: H-A-U-S-L-A-U-T. Oh, no,
0: no H on the beginning, but you're close. Oh. A-U-S-L-A-U-T. Oh, well, you should have had the word Ding. origin. Mm. <laughs> Slout. <laughs> it's funny. I have the words and like the pronunciations next to them, but I have the pronunciation next to these kids' names as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is spelling <laughs> yes. bee for, their, for yes. their names? Next, we have uh, <laughs> Uppy J. Kadali, 12 years old, from Flower Mound, Texas. His winning word was hmm, – I'm not sure what the – accent is <laughs> i'm not sure what the emphasis there's is on an umla no i just don't know where the emphasis is on this word uh it's either palama or palama or palama palama okay it's uh the webbing on the feet of aquatic birds huh palama palama maybe just palama p l p excuse me p a l a m a yeah you all got right it. one for three so far good job uh, next of the uh, this is the fourth of the eight octa champs. You have uh, Shrutika Paddy, Paddy uh, from Cherry Hill, New Jersey, thirteen years old. Her winning word: egguillet.
1: Egguillet. Egguillet. Eguilette.
0: It's an ornament on some military and naval uniforms, consisting of braided loops hanging from the shoulder, and on dress uniforms, ending in points.
1: Egguillet. Yes. Assuming it's French, I would guess so. They love their their. Fashion. Yes. Eguilette. Um, Eguilette. H. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you going to the mall later? <laughs> I was going to ask you. I'll <laughs> we'll just skip Eguilette. this one. Eguilette. How do you spell it? Uh, A-I-G-U-I-L-L-E-T-T-E. <laughs> Eguilette. <H>. Ding. Ding. Eguilette. <laughs> uh, Fifth See, it's eight. fun. It it's is fun. fun. Rohan Raja, 13, Dallas, Texas. His winning word, odyllic
1: Odyllic, Not idyllic. Odyllic. odyllic mm-hmm. Uh just did they give me the uh, definition?
0: Of or relating to Odil. What? <laughs> 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 which, which I think has something to do with Odin. But that's going to That's why I didn't want to uh, do that part.
1: O-D-Y-L-L-I-C. Oh, just one L. Yes. close Yeah. <sighs> uh,
0: yep. Uh number 6 we have Saketh Sundar Sakit to me Sock it to me <laughs> 13 years old Clarksville Maryland his winning word bougainvillea Bougain. bougainvillea bougainvillea it's an ornamental climbing plant that is widely cultivated in the tropics
1: bougainvillea uh b o o g i n v a Lia, no, not even close.
0: No, <clears throat> No, it's bougainvillea. Is b o u g a i n v i l l e a. Bougainvillea.
1: You know how kids they uh, they write it on their hands yeah, the to back see of the if car. they can see it. Yeah. yeah, you should try that. I should try that next. I right, try that with this one. I haven't been trying that before. Everyone listening, that's right. He has not it's been. <laughs>
0: Going to change it up. I mean, he's been looking at me and not at his computer. So he hadn't. I'm, well, oh, first of all, you oh, couldn't even. F- I'm not a cheater. Well, I don't know how you look up these words. You can't even come close to spelling <laughs> I can't <even> them. Spell. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next we have Soham Sukhtangker from th- 13 from years Phoenix. old, Dallas, <laughs> Texas. His winning word: pando look. Pandalok. Panda Pando
1: look. look. Definition:
0: uh, A diamond or other gemstone cut in the form of a pear-shaped brilliant with a table. I'm not sure if that happens. <laughs> yes. A pendant. Pondaloc.
1: It's a pendant. Yes. Um, P A N D A L O Q U E.
0: If You switch those A's to E's and you got it. P E N D A ah. L O. Oh, it's like pen, oh. Pendaloc. But it's French, Pend-a-loke. so there's Pondaloc. Yeah. Oh. Uh, finally, of the last of the Octachamps, Christopher Sorrel. 13 years old, White House Station, New Jersey. His winning word, cernuus. Or sorry, cernuus. Cernuus. Cernuus.
1: Cern- Cernuous. Cernuus. 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 Uh,
0: yeah. Of a plant, inclining or drooping. Cernuus. Yes.
1: C-E-R-N-U-O-U-S. Cernuus. You got it. You got it. Two, Come on. Two out of
0: six. That's not two bad. Two out of eight. Sorry. Yeah. 25%. Not bad yeah. on this. Yeah. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Not too bad. I, I wrote it on my hand. You did. Yeah. Well done. Uh, yeah. So those are the Octa Champs this past year. There have been other memorable moments, though. This is the first time a group has been awarded the trophy. I think they've had like co winners before, co champions before. Yeah. 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 Not a group. I've
1: never heard of eight. Yes.
0: Uh, but because these can going to all be watched on ESPN and on ABC and whatnot, there's so many awesome clips on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I would recommend everybody to go out and check some of these out. The ones that I would look up, uh, the fainting kid. The kid had a word he passed out, got back up, spelled the word, and sat down. <laughs> awesome.
1: A LeBron moment. Yeah,
0: just icing. It, it was his Jordan flu game. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, there's one Spell- he, I'm surprised they didn't just like force nobody, him to go to the hospital nobody
0: got up to help him he got up by himself he fainted
1: all the way down and then just gets up he and, and he fainted and he like
0: he like stumbles like eight feet to his left falls down in front of ten kids sitting there on chairs none of them move and he just gets back up and spells the word the parents don't stop this what are these parents doing uh, you could see in the kids eyes he goes like I'm okay. I'm okay. No,
1: before he goes, he down, blocked out there he's for like, a minute. Oh yeah, he's, did mean, his knees lock up? And maybe or drops. Something? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's crazy. Thirteen year old, probably him. nervous.
0: Got up, nailed the word, got second place, I think overall. Okay. In the end, you got the old, uh, the classic word was uh, sardoodledum. Yeah, the kid loses it. He can't keep a straight face. It's like watching a Saturday Night Live scene with Jimmy Fallon in it. Like He just can't. Did, did,
1: is he only laughing because... Not that
0: it's funny that Jimmy Fallon laughs a lot. He can't get through the scene, Basically, what I mean. He, he keeps, he goes, he says, he tries to repeat the word back to him and then just loses it for like eight minutes. He's just laughing at this word. Sardoodle was a good one. Did he hit it? Uh, he did. He nailed it. Nice. He nailed it. Uh, you got uh, this guy, Jacob. Uh, this is from recently, who was super convinced that he knows the word. And uh, so he goes. I know it. I know yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He misses it. And He misses. <laughs> <laughs> he goes. What? So that's a good one. I can see these kids like, like
1: I'm not getting off the stage. I know this is right. And then yeah. they have to call security.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He didn't know it. He missed it. Uh, and then you got some kid impersonated Napoleon Dynamite. Mm. Asked if the chickens had large talons. Crickets in the audience. <laughs> Nobody what was talking about. Um, can I ask you uh, a question about? Somewhat
1: of the rule, maybe you know this, maybe you don't. Sure. If they sh- once they say a letter, it's locked in, yes. Okay,
0: yes. Once you you can go back and restart, but you have to say, keep the you same, you have to keep the
1: same up until that point, yes. Okay,
0: yeah. So, like earlier, when you said something L, no, sorry, something AL, like you would have been, dinged. I would have been done, yeah, it okay. would have been dinged hard. Got it. Jock Bailey would ask you to sit down, <laughs> get out of here, kid. <laughs> yes. Um, spelling bees have permeated pop culture and in the form of movies and yes. musicals, so. There was a documentary in 2003, Spellbound.
1: Really good movie. Oscar
0: nominated for Best Documentary. So good. Awesome movie. So good. Awesome awesome doc. Really I haven't seen that
1: in forever or thought about it in a really long time, but that movie is so good. Yeah, I want to watch it again. Yeah, it kind of like, I think almost um, put it back into the culture again and, and I think inspired ESPN to start right. really sponsoring it mm-hmm. and uh, broadcasting it.
0: Really good. Yeah. The movie Bad Words with Jason Bateman.
1: Yeah, that was the one I was going to bring up as him futzing with the rules right. is he an eighth grader how does how do they get through that one i, I, I can't remember
0: i actually like that movie more than i thought i was going to oh it's really good I thought it was a good movie. it's
1: a really good movie
0: felt so bad for that little kid he's so cute
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no it's a really good movie
0: uh and then i haven't seen this but the 25th annual putnam county spelling bee is a is a musical as a tony <laughs> award-winning musical <laughs> so need to do there's research there's also Aquila in the b Aquila in the b as well yeah yes which won a or lot of yeah. a lot of awards as well. Yeah, I, I didn't think. see it though. Yeah. Uh, so that's spelling bee. You got any questions mm-hmm. for me? Any any, any <laughs> really good topic? Any words you want me to spell for you? Oh.
1: <laughs> you want me to give you a hard? Let me just do, let, me, let me do a quick mm-hmm. quick uh, Google. Okay. Hard Hardest words to spell. <laughs> <laughs> to spell. Um. Hold on. I'll do one. Hold on. Yeah, we'll we'll do one. Uh.
0: No, these are like common words. Uh, I thought it was interesting. They break the words up in terms of uh, how often they appear in language. So, like, super...
1: Oh, so super rare words are are harder, I guess? right. Because, I mean, if you think
0: about it, like, any word can't be that hard to spell if you know how to spell. Yeah. It's like, if you just don't see it, if you never see this word before. When
1: you were growing up, did you ever take uh, Latin or anything to... To no. learn, like, root words and stuff? Sure didn't. Um,
0: <clears throat> but that's how, you know, they get the etymology, they get the definition, they get the language of origin, and all of those clues can kind of help them. One girl yeah. at one time was so stumped. She said, language of origin, you know, what's the definition, what's the etymology, and she goes, uh, how do you spell that? And the <laughs> whole room lost it. So she killed. <laughs> um,
1: all right, we'll do, well, that's kind of a hard word, but I think people know it. Onomatopoeia.
0: See, this is mean. I, I think I can spell this right, but you're not supposed to give a word that people know how to spell because I gave you words that nobody expects you to spell.
1: I wouldn't know how to spell okay. this.
0: O-N-O... D- oh, no. Fuck. I know it's M, but is it M-O or M A? O oh, n no. o m o t o p o e i a. Ding. O n o o n o o n
1: o n o m a t o p o. E-I-A I got everything
0: right except for the one O-A yeah,
1: yeah good job shit
0: good job thanks there C- go. cut that part out <laughs>
1: <laughs> alright well that's spelling fun B. little topic I like that a lot more a lot more interesting than I thought it was gonna yeah not that I was like oh man spelling I've got. B. I've got clips but,
0: yeah there's a lot you can cut this part out but I've got clips the show you can use in the if we want to use on social blog posts or yeah. yeah
1: we'll create Fine. a jump link we'll create that's a right. jump link for it that's right um all right, Michael. Great topic. Thank you. Really appreciate that one. Mm-hmm. I Had really fun time spelling. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I love spelling these so much. Not fun. very good at it. Two, two out of eight. Two out of eight. All right. Two, two and of, six. Yeah. Take it. Well, uh, <laughs> I love how we started by saying got a lot of text messages about bird watching. Really? Yes. Really, Nico. Yeah. It's a good topic. This is something that came out. I didn't actually really mention it when I was doing the bird watching, but I carried it over. I am going to do it this week. Oh no, Michael! Tell me what you know about the Cat Wars. This is my third cat topic.
0: Uh, I have no idea what the Cat Wars are.
1: Yeah, I mean it's sort of uh, it's sort
0: of I, vague. No, I,
1: it's uh, but, <clears throat> but take a guess. Yeah, what are the Cat Wars?
0: The cat Wars are <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> see the ethics of business. Yes. <laughs> cat Wars uh, were a. Some group of wars, mm-hmm. and they were fought. Yep, between uh, <laughs> cats and dogs. No, uh, I have no idea. I have no idea what the cat wars. All right, are. okay. So,
1: uh,
0: Th- but it has something so to do this with is birds. Some,
1: so this is some new research that has been coming out over the last um, few years. Somebody uh, wrote a book. His name is uh, Peter Mara. This book he titled "The Cat Wars." Okay. He is a. Um, he works for the Smithsonian. He is a we call him a naturalist. He's sort of a biologist, uh, and he, on his spare time, because this is such a volatile subject uh, that he was getting a lot of backlash for, mm. was starting to study the effects of of cats in the wild, like house cats in the wild. So, but not cat- like
0: domestic outdoor cats. Yes. Like
1: yes, okay, yes, all inclusive. And okay. so cats are killing birds, mammals, and reptiles at like an alarming, alarming rate uh, to, a part where, to a point where they're decimating bird populations across North America and have already killed all the species of birds in some parts of the world. They're like making some bird species go extinct.
0: Huh. Yeah. Wait, but, what? He was... The guy that you mentioned earlier was... Peter Mara. Has backed off of this because it's controversial? Is no, that what you said
1: so. Okay, so where is this controversy coming from? Right, we have a massive did he get, cat, did he get cat like problem. A, did you get
0: a note Got, cut out, like cut out of like letters? It was like no. So Don't so there are any further. there are
1: there are, and I'm not surprised by this.
0: Yeah,
1: a strong. I'm not going to call them like an organized cat lobby, right? But there are a lot of people that are very, you know, through the humane society and other places, you know, w- trying to defend feral cats that are are captured Mm. or you know now wanting to find like foster homes and now we need to take these these cats that were bred out in the wild and find homes for them where they can go and he's he's basically saying this issue is so much bigger than that Mm -hmm. because it's these cats are decimating the population and we have this sort of um, relationship with them where we sort of just feel they're super cute and cuddly but really they're like Serious predators. I know this is crazy, but when I start reading off some of these numbers, it's okay. it's absolutely absurd. All right, all right. So,
0: so the cats are like, not how, at war so with dogs; how, they're at war with birds and so moles. so
1: he so the cat wars yeah. is not the cats at war; it's mm-hmm. people at cats. war with at what to do with this problem. <laughs> okay, no, I mean, like I know, and uh, it's it's a totally crazy thing to bring up. I was okay. like, why are people getting so upset about this? This is crazy. Right. So many people ask me about. Uh, do you let Nikki and Bree go outside? Like, do you ever want them to go outside? And after reading this, they will never go outside. <laughs> I mean, as much as I want to see them go hunt and stuff, yeah. this is crazy.
0: Okay. Well, don't waste any more time. Let's get I, into it.
1: Maybe I would do this, but um, it makes me think that the people who have their cats on a leash, uh, they're not as crazy. I know it's, st- it's still crazy because they're going to look like they're them not, with the cats.
0: Do you think that they the have leash, their cats on the leash because they are cat war they're knowledgeable of the cat wars or i don't just, know i hope that's weird cat people
1: i don't think that oh, that many people are knowledgeable about this yes um just just over this last year um what i what is i just saw this website it's it's three billion birds uh is this website three billion birds.com uh-huh. three billion birds and i don't mean this in the sense of uh three billion birds have been killed like Population size of birds have decreased by three billion since 1970. It's 30 percent of the population. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't. When I get to this other number, um, you kind of see this this number in perspective. All
0: right. Well, take over. I'm not going to ask any questions. Well, so what's really, what, but and what's what
1: interesting this. about this is that through the Australian wildfires that have been kind of, that have been happening and are still going on, yes. people start throwing out these numbers about how many billions of hundreds of millions, and now a billion animals have died and all this stuff. It sort of puts it into perspective how many animals and mammals there are. I mean, birds and... Right. So, it's, it's difficult to... You know, I hear that number, but you really don't have a perspective on how many there are to begin with. You know, it's it's sort of like a shock and awe number, but you really don't have anything to equate it to. It's like sure. the people talking about microwaves in the ocean and nuclear bombs in the ocean heating up. Like yes. you I have no concept for these numbers. Right. Anyways. Um... So house cats do not exist naturally in any environment around the world. Okay, like they, they're they're purely a domesticated species.
0: Okay, oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. So, okay. so they're
1: they're okay. they're they were totally dependent on human contact and control. Yes, um, there are sixty million owned cats. Owned, so they like live with with a human. Okay. Okay.
0: In the world. In, sorry just in the just United
1: States, States. States. Yeah. The, the, these numbers are just in the United States okay. um, 60 million owned cats unowned cats does not also include like feral cats but they do include they, they, it's all wrapped up anyways okay. we don't technically know how many cats there are in the United States and in North America uh, estimates are between 60 and 160 million cats and so cats like a female so there could cat be
0: 100 million wild cats running around out there wild feral feral domesticated cats correct yes yeah
1: like they live in in uh, national parks Mm -hmm. um and they they breed and and a female cat can have a a litter of like 10 kittens at a time yeah and do that several like a few times a year Mm -hmm. so it's it's easy to understand how they can grow so quickly like their population size can grow so quickly um to give you a an idea about this kind of goes back to the bird watching thing but there are 750 to 850 bird species in the united states uh 30% thirty percent of these have declined over um, since 1970 like we have thirty percent less okay so uh, some and in some cases it's 70% percent. yes so, okay. so the species have been declining and uh, with this I watched a, a long video with this Peter Mara guy giving this this discussion mm-hmm. he actually works at Georgetown and I think it'd be really cool to go discuss this further with him he yeah. gave this talk in 2017 this is still a major issue mm-hmm. Um. But some some uh, uh, bird species have declined like seventy percent, and so what he's saying is, is um, like species don't just go over go extinct overnight. They decline, and then all of a sudden they're gone. So it's, it's it, we're we're seeing the trend, and without doing anything about it, a lot of these birds are going to continue to finally go extinct. And he gives a little anecdotal um, story about in the eighteen nineties. Uh, they started putting up uh, lighthouses, and lighthouses were on an island like away from shore. And this man and his family moved to the lighthouse island, and there was a, a species of sparrows that lived there. And he brought a cat with him, and the cat was pregnant. And the cats killed every one of these birds within like a year. Mm-hmm. All And it was a new species of bird, all all gone because of these cats. Okay, So he's just showing that there's a big pushback in the cat war of people saying that Cats do not have any effect on population size of birds and mammals, and he's saying that's flat out false. And this includes rodents and different things as well. squirrels. I mean, they kill rodents, Moles, squirrels, mice. everything. yeah. So yeah, so <clears throat> three billion birds have declined uh, in these populations, like mm. like a massive shrinking of their population size. Okay So just a quick question I had, just like, so why do we need birds? Like technically, why do we need them? you know? I think it's a fair question, at least. Besides just like oh they're pretty and they they make good sounds and you know. Um
0: What would all the birders do?
1: <laughs> yeah, what would, how would they spend their weekends? Yes. Uh so just a couple of things, this is actually like six points. Uh birds control pests. Yes. Uh so like a lot oh, of so like so do cats. Uh no more like uh beetles and and things that eat a bunch of um crops and different things. Okay. Um Birds ice, palm, ice
0: carry plagues. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Yeah. Keep, no, going, the, keep going.
1: Well, so there's a there's keep a going. there's an illness here, a disease that they carry that okay. I'm going to get to in a minute. Birds pollinate plants. Yes. Uh, birds are nat- nature's like cleanup crews. So uh, this a, a single vulture can dispose of, of can, is like a waste disposal service is worth around eleven thousand six hundred dollars in their entire life. So if, like when when something dies in the woods and something vultures come in and they, they clean it up so much better. So mm-hmm. if, if something dies on the side of the road. Either we're cleaning it up, like humans got to go clean it up, or we can let the animals clean it up. So okay. that's just what it's saying. All right. um, in fact, uh, following the collapse of Asia's vultures, which are no more, uh, India's feral dog population surged by five and a half million and spreading rabies and leading to an estimated 47,300 human deaths. So we're so, supposed
0: to believe that vultures were killing these dogs before?
1: No, so like um, these dogs were... were the the dog population surged because they were eating more food that was like usually eaten mm. by the birds. Okay, and because it was eating like bad meat, they were having rab- they were getting rabies from the parasites and the the viruses in there. Zombie dogs, basically. Gotcha. Anyways, then then they shared that with humans, and then the humans died. Uh, anyways, birds spread seeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, birds transform uh, landscapes, and birds help coral reefs. And I actually didn't. See this one specifically, but they have a, a massive impact on on the ecosystem that we might not fully realize. Yeah. Anyways, so continue. Um so it is estimated that domestic cats, both like domesticated cats, both owned and unowned, mm-hmm. kill two point four billion birds a year in the United States. That's a lot. That's a lot of birds. So just they 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 commissioned Peter uh, to do a study on how many like how many birds are dying every year and how. And a lot of people wanted to say, oh, like so many birds are flying into buildings. So many birds are being caught on on phone wires and electrical wires. Mm-hmm. and um, some of the other ones like the you know, I think Trump might have brought this up about the windmills killing birds. Yes, did you hear that? Yeah yeah. Any case. The vast majority of bird deaths is all cats.
0: How does he know that?
1: So he, they, they did studies and, and they, they looked at the populations and seen how they, were, how they were being killed. Canada was equally doing a study as well and found the exact same result. Mm-hmm. Like these domestic cats are killing all these birds. Yeah. It's crazy to me. Does, does that shock you?
0: Uh, the number does. Not that they're doing, not the action. Because, yeah. it,
1: But does it shock you, like, the number of cats there are that are out there just, like, killing birds? And well, that's what cats do. Yeah, no, I mean, they're really good at it. But I'm going to get to this other part that is the crazy well, thing I've been talking about this All right, so cats carry a disease. Um, it's yeah, called taxo- <laughs> Taxoplasma gondii. Uh, for, a little, for our spellers out there, you want to take a, a stab at Taxoplasma? No. How about gondii?
0: G-A-N-D-H-I.
1: <laughs> Gandhi. Toxoplasma and <laughs> Gandhi. Uh, Gandhi, I spelled G-O-N-D-I-I. Gandhi. Okay.
0: So. Toxoplasmosis. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh,
1: yeah. So, just a little thing. So, cats get toxoplasma infection by eating infected rodents, birds, or other small animals. Uh, or anything contaminated with feces from another cat that is shedding this microscopic parasite in its feces, okay? So, um, like if you're around like a litter box or something, you could get this infection if the cat is is infected with it. So, also inside of this, this is where this really crazy thing uh-huh. is, are these things. Um, it's Toxoplasma gondii oocysts. An oocyst is a thick-walled cell that is present in the life cycle of, protozo- of, of protozoa that contains a zygote within it. So basically, it's a carrier. It's a carrier of a, of a virus or a bacteria that shells itself inside of this oocyst so that it can persist through like through freezing winters, through um, like harsh times. It, I mean, it, it, these things are so resilient. It's really hard to get rid of them. Okay. And cats can can offload like hundreds of millions of these oocysts when they're infected. Okay, so so this is where it gets crazy. Uh, they shed oocysts after um, they shed these oocysts and infect these other people. Infect it's, just
0: it's gotta be oocysts, right? No, 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 it's not oocysts. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's the way he was saying it.
1: All right. Um. So they shed these things, and it gets inside of the prey and gets into people's and their prey's brain. And it okay. changes and alters their behavior towards the cats. It actually it, it makes people and prey less, fear, less scared, less fearful yeah. of cats so that it's easier for the cat to catch it.
0: Okay. Do you have them in your brain right now?
1: This is what I'm trying to figure out. I had no idea this existed. So, um, but it's
0: a, a fear thing.
1: So, um, it's
0: not like, Oh, I love cats. It's like, Oh, I'm not no, scared of cats. No,
1: it it can change your perception in like your, your feelings towards cats. Mm-hmm. It can make you be like, I hate cats. And now I'm like, I'm kind of okay with cats. Okay. They, they, have this thing with like cat urine can really weird you out and then you can become like your behavior can change and you're like, don't become weird towards cat
0: urine. Yeah. It's called cheesing. Huh? It's from South Park. Yeah. Kenny cheeses he gets cat urine sprayed on his face and he like trips out so it's, it's a big time psychedelic drug
1: oh well not a part of this okay
0: you don't know you ever tried it
1: I never I don't never cheesed before um yeah they shed these oocysts because these parasites can can alter the brains of their prey lowering their fear levels of the cat and in some ways altering the behaviors to like the cats okay how crazy is that so like if, if you're a bird and you're you're like I'm really scared of cats, and then you get infected with this thing, and be like, oh, I'm not that scared of this cat. Oh my god, this cat ate me! Kind How like, crazy is that?
0: I kind of feel like this Peter Mayer guy has been cheesing too much. The, <laughs> I, I, the, there is so much research in this. This okay. is where
1: this is why I think people, you you hear these these research studies that come out, and you yeah. hear what I'm saying, and people are like, This is the stupidest issue. You want to kill all of these these cats out there because
0: well, that was gonna be my question. Of this. What, is what, his, what is the solution? Yeah, what is his solution? What does he what does he say he wants to do? <laughs>
1: I mean, with this many cats living in the, in the population, I think the only real way you can do this is to euthanize the cats, not save the ones that are already out there. Yeah. So like if you, instead of taking them to shelters, and then also if you're a person that has a cat, you can't let this cat outside. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you can't let your cat roam free and let him kind of just go do whatever he wants to do. (laughs) Brainwash. So there's a study from the university of Chicago Medi- medical school uh-huh. that goes into all of this. And okay. this is totally true. Yeah. And this is actually one of the most undiagnosed and untreated diseases in the world. It it has, it, it really affects your immune system. o
0: oh, oh, cyst. Thing? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so mm. it, it's, this is crazy. It can change people's, there's, their behavior. So this, um,
0: well, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, what is that? Mars attacks. What what movie where they come and just take over your brain basically? And yeah, I mean it's
1: yeah. I mean there are there are other species and there are other examples of parasites changing the minds of. I think the one of the most obvious ones that I remember hearing was um, obvious ones uh, is this ant that, yeah. that becomes infected and uh, starts acting weird. It's like a zombie ant, uh-huh. and so it actually feels like it wants to get deep inside like the nest, and uh-huh. then it and then it explodes. So the, the parasite takes over the brain of this ant. And the pe and the other ants know that it's taken over by this parasite, and they take it as far away from the the group as possible because they know at some point it's going to explode and infect everybody else. Huh? It, it it's crazy. It, it in some ways people there's been shown that signs of people and women who have been infected with this are twice as likely to commit suicide. Hmm. It can have serious mental issues. It has it has um, correlation towards um, uh, bipolar disorder. Yeah, and and. Women who are this pregnant. This is the
0: Toxoplasma gondii.
1: Exactly. Yeah. The, the Toxoplasma gondii. Gandhi. Gondii. Yeah. These oocysts. Okay. In fact, these oocysts have been seen to. Uh, they can kill mammals such as dolphins and birds. Hawaii. I didn't realize this. Is infested with cats. Really. And they've actually built up. They've they've killed all the cats in areas and built fences so that cats can't come in there anymore. Huh. In fact, the number one source of death for California sea otters. Is this infection? <laughs> Can you believe that? Hawaiian monk seals have been dwindled to less than a thousand population because of this. Hmm. Because of domesticated house cats. Yeah, they, These oocysts are so versatile and, pr- and resilient mm-hmm. that they get into the marine life. Like they stay active in the water. And they, they start affecting the brains of these, these, these mammals. How hmm. crazy is this? If you're pregnant, they say pregnant women should never uh, empty a litter box. And they're actually saying they should never garden because cats that that yeah. are, go outside and then use their their litter boxes yeah, like yeah. their garden said so you shouldn't do it at all, right? Because it can get in and affect the brain of the the baby. It can uh, it can actually cause mis- miscarriages. Yeah, and so much of this I think goes unspoken or un- undiscussed. Yeah, because people don't want us to blame these little house cats.
0: Oh yeah, I mean that's crazy. <laughs>
1: As if I needed a reason to like cats less. I just didn't. Re- I mean, there's there's an obvious answer here that, or like, a
0: are you gonna get rid of your cats?
1: No, but I'm certain yeah, so there, there are, are they, ways that you should really you should you sh- you need to empty your litter box every day because I know and I don't. I'm usually more like every other day. Yeah, seems like I didn't already, realize.
0: I didn't know about this. They've already implanted into your brain. It seems I didn't know about
1: this. In it's some, too late. It's too late for you. Well, and so in some in some countries you. in some countries. There is like some mind control. In yeah. fact, I'm going to read this. Um, some infected men in, I think this study was done in France. Infected men have slower reaction times and more than twice as many traffic accidents. There are also associations of having antibodies to the parasite with bipolar disease, suicidal behavior, even an optimistic disposition possibly related to the parasite's effects on dopamine. I think this was written wrong. i just copied and pasted. it. Yeah. Uh, so it can make you kind of like um, lethargic and, and depressed. Uh, a 2012 analysis from France where an estimated 43% of people, this is also crazy, <laughs> 2012 analysis from France where an estimated 43% of people carry Gondii, this Gondii thing, concluded that men with a, with a latent infection tend to be more dogmatic, less confident, more jealous, less impulsive, and more orderly than uninfected men. Infected women seemed warmer, more conscientious, more persistent, more insecure, and more sanctimonious. So, like this thing is... Cats literally have a a, a parasite that changes people's behaviors. Yeah. That changes the way their prey behave, so it makes it easier for them to catch. Right. That's crazy. That's nuts. Anyways, this is the cat war that's going on. Australia has actually moved to a policy of, of they're euthanizing all their cats. Yeah. All their, yeah, they like found cats. They're killing them all because of this.
0: What? Okay. What kills cats? Ah. So. So we don't have to, tell you, we don't have to go ahead and kill them ourselves.
1: So. Uh, Other than people. Well, so uh, this one main thing that had gotten brought up was coyotes kill a lot of cats.
0: But then they go crazy. Right.
1: They could. Yeah. This is not a solution. Yeah. It's just that in populations that have a lot of coyotes, Yeah. yeah. Meryl Nelson, Sam's brother. Yeah. Cat got killed by a coyote. Mm. Kind of spooked me. And I was like, oh, I kind of, I mean, that's not a humane way to die. No. You know, like being killed by a coyote. So a lot of other people are talking about, well, okay, well, how do we humanely take care of this? Yeah. And I think the only real way is yeah, you got to, you, there's ideas to um, capture and then um, uh, neuter and then release back but it still doesn't really affect the population of birds. Like those birds are still going to get killed. So there's no real good solution here. Um, he brought up, uh, that Seattle has a large population of coyotes. that's really boomed. Yeah. And they, they don't have a cat problem.
0: So just take all your cats to Seattle. So, yeah. To go to Washington. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Cats I, I hate just want water was, as
0: well. And it rains out there. a they, lot.
1: they don't like it. I just was, I was really taken aback by, by finding this out. And, um, yeah. The Cat Wars.
0: Like I said, I had no idea what that was about. Now I have a little bit better idea what it's about. Uh would like to know more.
1: Well, I'm I think we should
0: try to get this yeah, let's reach out to him. Peter Mara on. I mean he's, yeah. he's
1: just a, he he worked he teaches I think a, a class at Georgetown or Okay. He works at the Smithsonian. Yeah. Uh and he uh publishes a bunch of papers. Does a lot of grants, has a lot of grants to, to do research. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at a hierarchy,
0: it's like, uh, it's like on the bottom, you have Georgetown then right above that you have Smithsonian. And then like right above that is tell me what you know. So like, this is a good, right. it's a good it's, vertical he's going move up. for his career. I mean,
1: he's really trying to spread the word on this.
0: Yeah. He, uh, the way, you could tell he was sort of Georgetown's on, a community college across the river over there. Is that, what that is?
1: <laughs> you can tell he was really almost scared to bring up, bring this up. Like there's a lot of people that are really like big pushback towards this and I can understand. I mean, crazy cat ladies, yeah, I wouldn't want to go to war with a crazy cat lady. Well, they're already nuts. So just give them all the cats.
0: But you wonder, are got, there? Are, got is their behavior
1: the being affected by these
0: cats? Yeah, yeah for sure. It, it, maybe not the way you're saying it, but definitely in some way. I mean, they're probably <laughs> weird to begin with. Yeah, but different, I mean, Michael. They're different. Whatever. This is
1: crazy. I mean, I, I, I had no idea this was this big of an issue. Yeah. And he starts, he had like a 10 minute thing from the beginning of this, maybe not 10 minutes, but he's just going to like, I am not against cats. I've owned cats. I like cats. He brought up um, some other ways that you can like let your cat outside. So like if you love cats and you still want them to have them go outside, mm-hmm. he showed a picture of uh, um, like a patio for cats, like an enclosed, he called it a catio. <laughs> hey, yeah. So like, I mean, it looks like, it looks just like an enclosure for a large cat, like a large lion yeah. or something, but just smaller for like a house cat. Okay. They can go out and he brought up, look, if you want to take your cat outside, put them on a leash, put her on a leash and they can go run around outside, but they shouldn't just be running around killing pigeons and killing other things and killing mice, killing rats. Like they, they do have certain levels of that's good. You know, who wants rats, who wants mice? Yeah. Uh, but they can do that in your house. They can patrol your own home sure. from inside. Yeah. yeah. But it's a big issue with the bird population. And uh, and as we said, why do we need birds? A lot of reasons why we need birds. That's true. Anyways, they, they can kill as many pigeons as they want. Hope
0: you like that topic, Nico. Maybe the cat war should just be pigeons versus cats, and then they both die completely. Maybe. That'd be great. Hmm. No more pigeons, no more cats. That's the world Maybe. that I want. No pigeons and no cats? Yeah.
1: You don't like Nikki and Bree? I hate
0: pigeons. Yeah, and I mean pigeons. Suck. So if I had to go up,
1: cats i would
0: mean, go up cats.
1: Yeah, I'm not giving up Nikki and Bree. They're not. They're not enlisting. It is. I mean, it's it's crazy though. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. That's nuts. I kind of
1: want to get. Uh, he threw out a number that 22 percent of people are infected with taxoplasma gondia. It's 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 sort of a latent thing. Like it's 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 not necessarily benign, uh, but it it might just be latent. Like it's just sitting there. It's not doing anything.
0: Well, so what do you do if you have it?
1: There, I think there is some treatment, um, and, and sometimes, sometimes it can uh, infect your eye, hmm. and supposedly it's a very common infection to have, um, and you, 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 I think there are eye drops, and different things, you can control it, but usually it only affects people with, with weaker min, immune systems, yeah. and elderly and pregnant women, um, you, those are the people you need to mm-hmm. protect the most from this, right? because uh, it can have
0: serious birth defects that's true I like that topic yeah. cat wars cat wars I'm gonna write a little sketch about the cat wars I think. Yeah, that's good is that it? that's it <clears throat> beautiful thank you everybody for listening episode 38 will be live Friday you will hear this on Friday when you download and listen to the podcast uh, appreciate everybody listening we will see you next week see ya